Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? Hello, Tristan. Fun show today. How are you? It's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? I think so. Great voice, great talented. I mean, this is the first Hall of Famer we've had on, so that's pretty cool. Very true. Yeah. So, uh, local talent, we've got Mr. Billy Moore here today, who was, uh, I don't know the the specifics. We'll have to ask him if he's... Eric Church's front man. (laughs) That is not true, Ray. Billy can tell that That story. That is not (laughs) true. But Eric Church's sound man would, would be. And again, I don't want to be, use the incorrect terminology. But uh, a lifetime of, of uh, musical uh, history here in Kentucky. Started out, I think, with Exile. Worked with Montgomery Gentry. Worked with Trace Adkins. More recently with Eric Church. Right. Just the biggest acts yeah, in the absolutely. business. Absolutely. And, and so to explain to our viewers what we're doing, we've also got our buddy Gage from WBON-TV who's filming the show today. So what that means is it's going to sound a little different for five or 10 minutes because we're going to do kind of a little bit more rapid fire because we're trying to get some content for the TV station with Mr. Moore. So then once Gage gets what he needs, we will wave at him goodbye, let him leave, and then we'll have more Perfect. of a casual conversation yeah. with Billy. Perfect. So that's great. Yep. So uh, without further ado, uh, Hall of Famer or Hall of Famer elect, Mr. Billy Moore. How are you, sir? Hey, Billy. Uh, I'm very well. Thank you so much. Thanks well, for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for being for coming, on. Yeah. So, Billy, would you like to tell folks where you're from? I'm from uh, Madison County, Richmond, Brea area, and proud of it. Yeah, sure. Very nice. Absolutely. Now, well, you started out with Exile, is that right? I actually started out working in with club bands, you know, around Lexington and stuff. And Ex- Exile was playing. Exile was playing over to the club that we worked at on Wednesdays, and. Uh, for some for some reason, they asked me to work with them. <laughs> so uh, again, the rest is history. That was in '79. Wow. And so, how much of that time since 1979 did you spend on the road working with touring bands? Um, 50 a year. Well, right at I've worked touring for about 38, 40 years, wow. and uh, very interesting, very nice thing to do, so to speak. So. What was the longest you worked with anybody? I mean, you've, you've, this history is amazing, but Exile, Montgomery Gentry, of course, Eric Church, all these guys we've already mentioned. But uh, what was your timetable like with those acts? Um, Exile, 13 years, got off the road, got married to my bride, and uh, then went back out on the road with Trace Adkins, spent five years with him, and then worked with Mark Chestnut a little bit there on the side. Uh, and... Uh, Let's see, 13 years with Montgomery Gentry, uh, 10 with Eric Church. That's awesome. Now, this is really a mean thing for me to do. You're a Hall of Famer, and I'm not 
But can I lot. talk you into spitting the gum out? Yes, sir. That may sound, <laughs> that may sound rough on the air. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good idea. I got, I got locked up there, too. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I, I just, I just no. want you to sound, you know, no, I just want no, you to sound good on No, I understand that. I, can, I can't get, keep gum behind my ear at all right. times. <laughs> so I don't want to tell the story. I want you to tell the story. But I know recently you went to Renfro Valley. Uh, my impression is for what you sh- thought was just to watch your friend and somebody you'd worked with, Trace Atkins, mm-hmm. do a performance with tell us what happened i'm supposedly my daughter and uh, a real good friend of mine don parker has had this going for about a year and i had no knowledge of it at all so the daughter said we got a date tomorrow night dad i said okay so went down to renfro valley went in seen trace and everything and then halfway through his show trace starts talking about his crew and the next thing i know he's walking off the stage mentioning my name (laughs) billy moore where are you boy Stand up, <laughs> you know, make yourself. But anyway, he 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 told me that I was nominated for uh, you know a Hall of Fame award here in the state of Kentucky, which was fantastic. That's that's amazing. Now, what that's will great. what will the next steps for induction be? How will that work? Uh, supposedly, it's going uh, to be uh, twenty twenty four October. I don't know the exact date yet. Miss Blankenship uh, from uh, the Hall of Fame is going to be getting in touch with me over that. So. Nice. How did? That had to be an enormous amount of emotion to feel like that was a complete surprise. You've worked your entire life in a business that you probably didn't expect to be rewarded with something like a Hall of Fame, you know, Kentucky uh, Hall of Fame membership. How did that make you feel that night? Oh, man. Well, I cried like a baby. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. I cried like a baby. I was so emotional. In fact, I still get emotional when I watch the video that somebody had had put on Facebook or something like that. It was uh, it was really exciting, and just the fact that it was from for and from the state of Kentucky just made just made everything twice as good. And know? a complete surprise to you. Oh, complete That's surprise! That's fantastic. Kudos no. to your daughter. Oh man, she's she's my manager. Yeah, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's really cool. But no, what emo- emotional and a pumped up, good feeling, and felt felt great for days. The phone started ringing off the hook, so to right. speak. But uh, no, unbelievable, fantastic. And now you are officially retired or mostly retired? No, I'm helping out uh, a venue in Lexington called uh, Manchester Music Hall, sure, yeah. which they have different acts and yeah. stuff. Uh, it's a real good place to work. They have all kinds of acts, and it's just it just keeps me in the music business, so to speak. It feels like you're the type of person that's never really going to retire. Like you feels like you it's in your blood. Oh, the good Lord blessed me with this, I guess. But uh, no, man, it's in my it's in my blood. I'll I'll help all kinds of my buddies out and churches and stuff, especially with plays coming up. I'll go out and do church, help tweak their PA and stuff. So that's good. Well, and uh, I had sort of had a client reach out to me who had sort of put me in touch with your daughter, who had put me in touch with you. But it, uh, from the folks that I've met, and even Ray having dealt with you here mm-hmm. for a, a few times, it's uh, it's amazing how many people have had nice things to say about you. So it uh, it's no surprise that you got rewarded like that, and it's no surprise that you've had such a long storied history in in the music business. So uh, it. Uh, it, it was pretty cool that so many people were so excited for you because a lot of times that's not sort of the overwhelming right. thing. And people were like, oh, you got to talk to this guy. He's just the best human being. So for, from the crew here and from, of course, WBON-TV, congratulations. That's, oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. My, my whole thing was I didn't want any fame or glory. I just wanted to satisfy and uh, cater to the musicians. You know what I mean? They they wiped their head, then I would, I would get them a towel. 
if they had licked their lips, I knew they needed a drink. Water, that is. <laughs> but Even no, Montgomery man. Gentry? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. They drank a couple. You know? <laughs> but no, I'm just totally blessed and had no idea when I was started doing this years ago that I, it would end up like this. And uh, winning, winning CMA uh, Front House Engineer of the Year really made my day, too. So this is like a double dip here. And it, and it means more to me being in, from the state of Kentucky and having being nominated for that and going into the Hall of Fame is just unbelievable. So did you yeah. kind of grow up with it, Billy? Were you a, an audiophile? No, I used to be a ball player, I thought. Oh, yeah. You know, and my sister married a drummer, and the rest is oh, history. Okay. Ah, the rest that's is funny. history. <laughs> But it's been real, uh, real good. Had to grow up early and uh, had to learn how to halfway handle myself around people and be good to people. Right. You know. Tell us a little bit about that CMA award. That's pretty oh, cool. Fantastic, man. I had no idea. And then I wasn't going to go, but Todd, the road manager of Eric Church, uh, kept telling me, you're coming to the, the award show. And I'm, yeah, no, I think I'm going to stay here. And then all of a sudden, he one day he came up to me and he said, "Look, you have to go because I don't I, you didn't hear this from me, but you've won the daggone award, so you have to show up." So the next thing I know, I'm going down there and they introduced, introduced it, you know, gave me the award and stuff, and it was just an unbelievable feeling. Not like it was here in Kentucky, though. I mean, Nashville. That was that was emotional. You down know? in Nashville. Yeah. In Nashville, yeah, yeah, down in Nashville, man, and it. Uh, all all my peers and all the people that I've worked for and watched over their shoulders and stuff was there and. They mentioned front house engineer of the year, Billy Moore, and I'm like, wow. Went up and had to do my little do a little speech, and I got ready to walk off. and And Christian told me he said uh, somebody else wants to say something to you. So I look over and it was Eric Church on a no video, kid. saying, "Hey, congratulations! You know I love you. Yada yada yada. Sound check tomorrow at one. Don't be late." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but no, that that was an honor too. You know what I mean? So, but nothing like like this Hall of Fame thing. That's outstanding. Yeah. And, and and I would imagine in my mind, the CMA award was more for maybe best of that year situation. Yes. And then of course, going into the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame, that's a lifetime cumulative. So yeah, right. I mean, I can imagine how that would right. make you really, you know, proud and emotional and, and exciting. I was nominated two or three times on that also, but at, at the same time, I had no idea I was going to win anything mm. like that because I was up against all the old pros and stuff, you know, yeah. the guys that I'm, I look up to. I'd you're an old pro, to, Billy. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> no, man, it's, it, it's fantastic, though. I mean, never knew a, a crew guy would, would do something like this. Right. You know. That's outstanding. And I noticed you're wearing an Eric, some, an Eric Church jacket, so very cool. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about Eric, and you'd mentioned this privately, and I, don't, I would imagine this is not a private question, or we'll we'll have Gage edit it out, right, Gage? <laughs> uh, during the pandemic, which uh, kept you guys off the road for a while, and he continued signing your paychecks. And I don't think you could probably mention that in enough different spots. Very cool, Man, right? Man, Eric Church... It doesn't get any better as far as a boss, a businessman, and somebody you look up to and respect that you want to do 110% every time he does a show. We were in England, and we flew over, had one, a next, flew over to England, had the next day off, and then went to John Henry's, set up, done a sound line check, come back to the hotel, and Todd, the road manager, said, go back and leave John Henry's the way you found it because we're going home tomorrow. They're shutting the place down. So yeah. we got out just in time. Wow. And then Eric... Blessed, I mean, blessed, <laughs> blessed us with paying us right on like Excellent. we were working, man. How about that? So very cool. Uh, great person, great and an crew. enormous talent. 
Yeah, everything. Yeah. Every every group I've worked with has been unbelievable. You know what I mean? And there was there was not a lot of bands that uh, or brand and crew getting paid while we were off. Right. I would it, imagine not. I mean, there was three or four people that were doing that, but they ended up stopping. Eric Church paid us right on. Wow. He, he wanted his core crew when he went back out. Right. You know, so. What a cool story. Yeah, oh, that's great. Man. So you've mentioned, I mean, you really have worked with a who's who of country music royalty. Was there anybody that you would have liked to have worked with, even maybe just a couple couple shows that you just really were a big fan of that would have been fun to, to work with? Well, actually, back in the 80s, I'd done front house for Ray Charles. Nice. He come in, wow. Yeah, he no come, Yeah, man, he come into wow. Breedings when it was up across from Quantrill Cadillac right, yeah. on New Circle Road. And his son said, Billy, can you get me a sound on this kick drum? So I got him a sound on the kick drum. He said, do the snare. Well, I got to the tops, and he said, I'll give you $150 if you'll do the show tonight. Well, wow. I, would have done it. I would have done it for nothing. Ray yeah. Charles, come on. You yeah, know? But right. No, it was, that, that's a memory for me. But there's all kinds of bands. And the older you, the more you listen to the bands, Exile was an unbelievable vocal band, yeah. vo- vocal band. And they, they were pretty much the start of me so I'd, I'd take pride in exile sure you know what i mean and you should and they're kentucky based and they're kentucky so based, talented they're still together just tight as a drum yeah, yeah. I, I was lucky enough i had dinner with them uh before actually they did back-to-back concerts in somerset this has been eight years ago the nicest group of guys just you know like it like just like us sitting here right um and i had the the i asked a dumb question to jp and i said you know do you ever get tired of singing you know kiss you all over because you know you're singing that every night for 40 years and he said i'm so thankful every night to get to sing that song there you go and it just and i just that's the coolest answer because you hear so many people that they'll do a show and they don't want to do their old hits and they've done them enough and so i you know i've always just thought man what a cool group of guys and i'm sure you've seen every side of every artist but by most accounts pretty nice guys oh man everybody i work with has been top notch you know what i mean but exile they 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 gave me the start, you know, and kept me going, and everything turned out good with them. And I, I wouldn't have left them, but it was time for me to get off the road and get married. You know, I didn't want to be on the road. And next thing I know, four years later, Trace Tra- Tra- is calling me back. <laughs> hey, you want to come work for me? <laughs> That's a great but, teammates. Uh, no. And you mentioned Breedings. Breedings was a local legend. Oh, yeah, Doug yeah. Breeding. Doug, is right, just, yeah. yeah, Doug Breeding is just yeah. all those people. And I can relate back to those. I'm, I'm op- opening up archives in my brain now. I, right, wish, I, I right. wish I could just go through and pick certain parts out, but I have to remember them. You know? But good days back then, and it's just, uh, and now that I'm older, it's like, wow, it's gone by really fast. So when you say on the road, Billy, in a 52-week year, how many weeks would you be gone? We, we were weekend warriors. Okay. I didn't go out for, I, I wouldn't have gone out for rock and roll. Rock and roll is you go out for three or four months or longer, whatever. We were just weekend warriors. Gotcha. I spent a lot of time traveling, traveling from Madison County to you know, Nashville to catch the bus to go another 1,000, 1,200 miles. You know, a lot, of, a lot of bus time. A lot of bus time. Yeah. What are some of your stories from the road? I mean, what, if, crazy fans you know uh, misunderstandings getting lost any any, any? all the above (laughs) (laughs) i got with montgomery gentry this is kind of one that sticks in my brain i got with montgomery gentry and the bus driver we just met and everything so we'd done this show and it was right in the middle of the day we they weren't the headliners but uh man i went i had a terrible headache i went back to the room and just kind of 
got in the room, closed the shades, and fell asleep. I woke up, and it was Father's Day the next day. So I put, opened the shades, and the bus was gone. Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah on Father's Day. So, But uh, anyway, I called uh, the bus driver and, and asked him, where, where are you at? He said, well, I'm, I don't know. Where are you at? I said, I'm in the room. You know, so they went on to the show. Make a long story short, they went on to the show, and I had to try to find a ride. It was like four hundred miles. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Between, yeah, but anyway, expensive Uber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's kind of a long story. Make a long story short, I got there in time for sound check. That's crazy. So I you mean, talk about the crew. How how many you know how many people in a crew like that? Uh, core crew. There's probably twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. With Eric, it was twelve plus. When he went out on the road, we had to have, you know, set carpenters and stuff like that. But great crew, great crew. And they get in the night before setting up. No, no, we'd we'd always approach each each show. You know what I mean? As far as go and set up, do a show, tear down, drive to the next show. Okay, you know, gotcha. They most people got two or three hours sleep a night. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. Back on the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Traveling. Did you have a favorite uh, artist that you worked for as far as just that you enjoyed listening to the most? I'm sure you liked all of them, but mm-hmm. like, was there anybody that was like, oh my gosh, just your favorite show? And I'm sure that may have worn a little over time if you're doing it every weekend. But Exile vocally was just, and musically was just unbelievable. But Eric Church, because he had, he, he actually, before I left, he just added three horns and three backup singers. So it oh, made it cool huge. Yeah. And he had, you know, a bunch of guys on stage anyway. But it was real cool. I got to do five or so shows with him. It was fantastic. But Eric, because his music is is raw. Well, wouldn't he do that thing where he'd go into a town, whatever it was, Jimmy Buffett's hometown, and play Jimmy's music? He'd go to Houston and oh, play yeah, an yeah, artist yeah. from Houston. He'd be in Jersey. He'd play something from Springsteen. He would do that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think he done that just because the song was from originated from around that area, right, or whatever, and right. it got the people up and going. Exactly. But yeah, he, very would, he cool. would like if Showtime, Eric, if Showtime was at eight o'clock, and people were still coming in the venue, he wouldn't start till everybody got in the venue. Right. And then he started, and then he give you three hours plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sold it. He sold out Titan Stadium in Nashville, and. Uh, it was just him, an evening with, set the set the attendance record there. Wow! That was over. Wow! Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And he played four hours. I mean, that's crazy. And in your face, no breaks, going at it. And where's your position during that, Billy? It's uh, roughly about 200, 150, 200 feet from the stage. Okay. In the kind of in the middle of the room. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, especially the stadiums and stuff. It. They were just yeah, imagine, yeah, you know. trying to get the sound right in the stadium's yeah. got to be tough. <laughs> we done we done a show here a couple of years ago uh, at Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, and it, it's a dome. It opens, yes, you know, but during the day it was closed, and it was just like you hit the snare drum and go whang, hang, you know, it it reverb and delay and stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> they opened that top up at showtime. Totally different. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> I just kind of locked in, turned my hat to the side, locked in, and let her go, you know. That's awesome. But no, it's something, just the acoustics and stuff, and every room has a dominant frequency or frequencies that are, I call, bad for me. Right, right, right. Doing front house, so. I very much am a souvenir collector, mm-hmm. and if I had your job, I'd probably pictures, autographs, stuff, you know, set lists, whatever I could grab. Did you 
have any interest in anything like that? And if so, what did you like to collect on, on the road? It was usually years ago, eight by tens. Yeah. I mean, I, I gave them all to my daughter too, you know, and it's, and, and uh, stage passes, laminates, you know what I mean? Right. So, and she's got another big board of that also. It's That's like cool. a five by eight board and it's got passes from, you know, 79. Wow. Uh, yeah. And no, just a hat or something like right. that because right. I was pretty much into hats. Which I just gave two boxes of hats away. That's funny. oh wow, that's funny. You know, and, and I'm going to need them before long. You know, so. <laughs> you if you, if you're giving any more away, you've got my cell <laughs> oh, yeah, phone number. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a crazy collector. Um, so obviously, you've done your job a, a, a long time to the point that you're in the Hall of Fame. Did you in the beginning or even in the end? Did did it make you nervous? Were you nervous doing it? You know, early on or. No. Oh yeah, every show it was like adrenaline going into a ballgame, man. Every show, every show was just like my hands were sweating until after after the band the band would start and then Eric would start singing. If a voice was out there and good, it, it'd be like, all right, I got this, you know. But no, it, it was I take I took pride I take pride in what I do, and it can never be good enough. So a, a good show to me. People would ask me how, how what type of night did you have. It's all right. It was okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I can't, I'm not going to lie, you know. There's a couple of shows with Eric, though, that I thought, that's real close. Mm. Yeah. You know, but it's passable. It's very passable. It's just being myself. Right. You know. Right. Now, you'd even save the audio from each of those, right? And, and oh, sort yeah, of go yeah, over it yeah, yeah. after every show. I'm doing that at home right now. I've got to set up my office where I'm listening to SD and thumb drives and stuff. I recorded Eric every night. I mean, just because. The band could have one, and if Eric wanted one, they could listen to it, yada, yada, yada. But uh, no, I, I did that, and then I would always go in the next day to put it on to see how it felt. Sometimes I thought I had a terrible night, but on after I got through recording it, it turned out to be pretty decent. So it's a, it's a challenge. It was a challenge. It and still is. What would the artist feedback be? You know, would they? Oh, they, they would listen to Lee, the bass player, Eric, um, he was kind of like the band leader, but he would take the, the audio tape or the thumb drive, whatever, and listen to it and let the bands hear it. While we were setting up, they'd be on the bus listening to Interesting. it. Interesting. You know, I don't hear no hi-hat. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So what about the, where's my okay. cymbals? You know, what? oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. But they, I think they, they trusted me and knew that I was capable of doing what they were wanting to hear, right. hear and hear every, everything that was happening from the stage. Right. And I guess to that point, how much feedback would you get and how many changes would you make after, you know, you play a concert? How much of a change would you expect the following night? Or is it more dependent upon the venue and the acoustics? The, the venue and the acoustics and stuff. Some days, some, especially in the summer, we'd be in, in, inside and then the outside. So outside, you, can, you don't have to dip as many filters or frequencies as you do on the inside because it's, it's more boxed in on the inside. So yeah. Tougher outside? No, you don't have to pull as many frequencies. Oh, so, uh, you know, as, on the EQ and oh, okay. stuff, you don't have to pull as much because you go inside, you find a dominant. Uh, uh, there's a dominant frequency overtone, or you just you don't like, so you'll you'll reach on the EQ and grab it and take it out. So you've got a pretty good ear, I reckon. I uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yes. Understatement of the year. <laughs> That's cool. And do you hear that, Billy, on your own? If you're listening to music, oh, yeah. can you oh, hear yeah. the bass oh, yeah. and you yeah. hear the, the, the drums I, and you separate it in your own head? Man, I, I cool. swear at times, there's times that uh, I would think, uh, God, 
that's a wrong note in a song that's wow. already been out and wow. stuff. But as no it kidding. turns out, and, and I would go, I would go buy the Dead Blame Cut or the single, and just to listen to it, that still don't sound right. And then all of a sudden, it's like musician friends of mine say, "Yeah, yeah, it works. It's fine. It's just not there, or whatever." But I didn't like it. That's myself, funny. So, but now, do you play at all? No, never have. Mm, maybe a little guitar. Maybe a little I guitar. I, I haven't picked up one up in thirty years. Wow. I just uh, the music thing. I just got hooked on the music, and yeah. music has been pretty good, and it's challenging, and it's different than getting up there and playing the same old, getting the guitar, playing the same old sa- uh, songs and uh, same old licks every night. For audio, it's going to be different every night, right? You know, especially if you add little effects, as reverb and delay and stuff. Uh, I didn't use much of that. With Exile, you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. They were good. You didn't need nothing. They just they got up there and done good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great band. Great band. It's got to be fascinating juxtaposition to go from being an integral part of a of a big show, a big production and you're playing, you know, these stadiums and then you just come home through the week to paint lick. What was that like? I mean, was it easy to sort of come down from that and sort of, you know, rest up or did you just kind of stay up after that? No, man. It's it was all about home. Yeah. I'd go on the road, I'd, I'd cry like a baby, especially when the kids was young. I'd cry like a baby because my daughter's standing there going, no, I don't want you oh, having to leave. You know, yeah. And then my son's like, see you, Dad. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, man, it's it was all, I think I just served my time and I've been on the road enough, I needed home time. So that's what I mean. It made. was easy, it was easy to come home. It was hard yes, to leave. Yes, yes, and it, it was it was hard to leave, and it's hard to come home because when I come home, I still got to work. You right. know what I mean? So I went out and found the Manchester Music Hall. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine turned it turned me onto it, and it, it's turned out to be good. It's I'm not mixing very much anymore. Not that I don't want to, but there's a mixer there. Mm-hmm. If he if he don't show up, then I'll do that. And if the monitor guy don't show up, I'll do <laughs> monitors. And if and if the lighting guy don't show up, I'll do cool. And I guess you've just done it enough that yeah, you kind yeah. of pick it all sort of up over time. No, I, I just help people out if they need to take off. Fine. Yeah. And I could, I've done it actually here about three weeks ago. I done monitors from the stage, got them set, and then done front house, and then done lighting. You know, I didn't, don't need nobody. You know, so <laughs> you just do. Could Excuse you do me. it if you had to? Could you go somewhere like the Manchester Music Hall and handle the whole show by yourself? Yes. That's awesome. Well, to a certain degree, I mean, if you uh, maybe a five-piece group and everything like that, not that many inputs, but uh, yeah, once you get the monitors kind of tweaked in and stuff, you're pretty much set there, unless somebody needs something, you know. So, right. But no, I could do them all. Yeah. And put the lighting and front house console back here. I could do them both. Nice. Is there a situation, and not even necessarily in a negative way, um, but was there? A big change from the the folks, like some of these famous names that you've worked with, from what you see on stage versus who they actually were, or were mostly, especially in country, maybe closer to the reality of who they were. Are you talking their egos or whatever change? Probably. I'm yeah. sure there's some big egos. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's that. But I mean, like, if people seem kind of down home and friendly on stage, but maybe they're not the exact yeah. same, or, or mostly they are kind of the same. I feel what time I've seen... Uh, artists change hmm. I just hope they don't get like a balloon and float away you, know, right. you, get, you get caught up in, in 
but yeah, I've seen I've seen several people change and stuff. But at the same time, I don't care what they're doing. I care about the way they treat people, but you got to make your own life there. But when you're talking to me, hey, you know, be straight up, honest. You don't have to. Whatever. I I don't know. I I I just. Uh, Yes, I have seen people change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's upset me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially, I'm not. I can't go into it, but especially, yeah, it's upset sure. me because you have it right there in your hands, and then you let liquor or something like that take it away from you. Yeah, and that that really hurts me. Mm-hmm. And I imagine there is a lot of temptation on those guys, and much like you, I'm sure it's stressful too. So I mean, I'm sure some of these guys do find negative outlets sometimes to to handle that pressure and fame. You don't go to the bottle. You know right. what I mean? Shouldn't. You don't go yeah. to the bottle. Come on. Yeah. You know, uh, know, know your job. Know when to turn it on, turn it off. You know, and that's, that's pretty much it. Be yourself. Be you. And don't try not, try not to be three or four people. Right. Just be yourself. You know, but, uh, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Especially being with them for a period, well, long time. So Sure. Speak. Yeah. So who would you say, uh, who was best with the fans that, of anybody? Or, like, if you had like really cool fan stories, fans getting treated really well, anything stand out in your mind from your career? Eric Church. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was, yeah, he's fan favorite, but at the same time, he kicked butt. Yeah. And he, it was for the fans. You know what I mean? It was for the fans. And he went out of his way and played longer. Okay, curfew is 11 o'clock, it's 10 after. You're going to pay for it? Don't worry about it. I got it. And go to 1130. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because his fans was there. Yeah. You know? I mean, and he wanted to give them everything he had. That's awesome. What's the coolest thing you ever saw an artist do with a fan? I mean, do you ever see anybody, I don't know, pay for a trip or go to the hospital to visit a sick fan? Or anything Eric like Church. Yeah. That's he cool. takes his shades off and finds a certain little kid, not every night, but a certain little kid out there that's on his daddy's shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, rocking and rolling with Eric and stuff. And he's got sunglasses on like Eric. Eric will take his sunglasses and give him the the high dollar shades. Ah, and, the, and the kids, yeah, no, just it's just it. unbelievable. No, it, and, it, and it being a child and Eric... Instead of giving them to an adult, give them, you know, to a child. Right. That, that means right. a lot. Right. And the crowd just eats it up. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know. That's that's crowd. crowd and then all stuff. of a sudden on the video watch, you got the little kid rocking. Right, it. right, right, right. <laughs> so, well, uh, now there's something you saw change. The video now is just incredible, right? Every show you go to, there's four screens to watch. I mean, when you and I were young, you went for the music. You find yeah, yourself was, watching that darn video screen as yeah. much as you do the stage, I think. It is because it makes it a lot, you're a lot closer and you almost feel like right. in the moment. You know right, I mean? right, so, sure. Yeah, Eric, we had, uh, I think we had four video screens yes. last year I done right. with him. So. I saw the, I, and I imagine you you did the audio, uh, a Rupp show with Eric Church, and he had the big floating devil. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, knocked oh, yeah. Over, it knocked over the opening act's front house console. <laughs> it, it had a big old leg on it, and it would come up, and, no. and right there at the end, you, you had this one thing, and went like that. But it, it knocked the console off, so, so we're over there setting it back up. And then they got people shaking the devil, you know what I mean? So, shaking the devil. Uh, That's funny. Uh, did, he, did he take any guff for that? I just, when I saw it in up i thought you know we're here in central kentucky i wonder if people still get a little nervous and like kind of fussy about like a big no blow they, up devil they just laughed you know i mean at that point and and devil devil uh 
they're, they're, they're pretty much lit anyway. <laughs> so, but seeing stuff like that happen, people watch the crew pick up the console more than they will the devil, you know? Yeah. And you went to the show. Yes. And it yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, uh, he's Oh, he's a talent. talent. He's a heck of a talent. Yeah, I think, I think talent. I've yeah. seen him maybe three times. Yeah. Actually, I've almost seen everybody on uh, the list of the people that you've mentioned, except Mark Chestnut. I haven't yeah. seen Mark. But one of the perks of the job, as you know, is they kind of throw tickets at you sometimes. So you do end up getting to see some of these phenomenal acts. So, so I yeah, imagine Matt, the death of Troy took you. Oh, man. I, I, was, I wasn't Gentry with him, man. Gentry. Yeah, bless his heart, man. Uh, Troy was just, uh, he, was, he was on he, adrenaline. You know, his adrenaline. He would take a helicopter ride. I wouldn't. You right. know what I mean? He, right, he would right, ride right, the road, right. roller coaster. I wouldn't, you know, right. but uh, God bless his soul. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. And stuff like that hurts real bad. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, well, you got to become close with these people. I mean, you're, you're working together every day. It's got well, to be a family if, environment. The way I see it, if, if I'm doing somebody's front house, I feel like, uh, I feel like that uh, we should be friends, or at least no, we can be friends. But at the same time, let's talk together and try to make this. What is this okay for you? Try to make it better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, definitely. But a lot of people have trust in the front house engineers. If you don't have trust, you don't need. You know, it's not going to be right. No doubt. If you don't have trust. Well, uh, on that note, Ray, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll get Gage out of here. Gage, would you like to say anything to the ginormous audience that is Extreme Common Sense (laughs) with Tristan and Ray? Hey, I just enjoy what you guys do. Keep it up. Thanks, Gage. Gage, and you you awesome job over there, by the way. And uh, I guess before we take the commercial break, when do you think Billy will be able to check out himself on WBON TV? Uh, I'd say tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Okay. Live at five. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So, and, and we'll get with you later. And make sure you know how to how to check that out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. all right. So we'll take a com- quick commercial break, and I know we've actually ate up a little over thirty minutes, which is what we plan to do with Billy. So if he's got time. We'll bring him back for a quick 10-minute encore, and then we'll wrap the show from there. So with that, Troy, if you want to play the commercials. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Front Porch Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. All right. Welcome back. If uh, I would say just tuning in like it's the 1940s and you're listening to a radio, but you're probably on Spotify. So right. we're talking to Kentucky Music Hall of Famer or Hall of Famer elect. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but he has been announced as a member going in next year. So we've just been chatting a little bit uh, with Billy Moore about his career and life. And uh, Ray, what do you got for us? I would assume you uh, provided sound at any number of Renfro Valley shows. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's where the Hall of Fame is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Renfro Valley was going to be like my first place after I got off the road to maybe hit up for a right, job, but right, right. Uh, the uh, Manchester Music Hall thing come come into play, and I thought that would be I could see a lot of my old friends coming in there, which I could True. have done that at Renfro, but I chose Manchester Music Hall. So I would assume, uh, you know, you mentioned when we were chatting a little bit off air that you've got a 38 career that encompassed basically four bands, four acts. 
um, and you can name them if you would like, again, for somebody just joining us. Yeah, I guess another thing to be proud of is having, in the music business, 38 years and all that into four acts, which was Exile for 13 years, uh, Trace Adkins for five, and Montgomery Gentry for 10, and uh, Eric Church for 10. Any idea how many miles you've logged, Billy? I wish I knew. I wish or I had knew. a nickel for every. No, I'd settle for a penny for every. I've been to every state in the United States and across the pond several times. Done two USO tours. Uh, oh, cool. they're probably very cool. Who was that? Who were they with? Uh, Montgomery Gentry. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's another world. It was really, really challenging. Yeah, just uh, seeing what was going on over there and everything. And right. Eddie and Troy would go into the hospitals and just mm. it, there was a lot of. Tear eyes, you know what I sure, mean. It was sure, just sure. unbelievable. Mm. And everybody had a gun, but you. Yeah. <laughs> but you felt safe on the USO tours. I would yeah, think. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I always like to pack my own piece if everybody else is packing them. You know. Indeed. <laughs> so, those four bands, but the list of people that you've come across just has to be endless, Billy. In terms of uh, country music stars, is there anybody you haven't met, or anybody you'd like to meet? Ah, uh, no, man. Just let them do it. And if they need my services, I'll be there. Oh, that's cool. You know? that's cool. Dolly's been in the news a lot. She did that show. Now she's oh, yeah. got a, a album, Rockstar, I think. She's that's right. veering down a, a little different path. Well, she was invited into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then said, if I'm going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, i got to release a, whole, oh, okay. a Rock and Roll record. <laughs> was her thought. So pretty cool. <laughs> Dolly's, a, Dolly's a sweetheart. Nice. She really is. You got, you she's genuine. Yeah, no, she she's genuine, man. Yeah, she's see, a she very nice be, and right? caring people. Yeah, yeah, right. Exile used to play down uh, uh, Pigeon Forge all the time. I gotcha. So we were down there, and Dolly would come in occasionally and see the guys. And That's another awesome. enormously talented person. Oh. I mean, what a songwriter. Oh. That's what people don't realize about Dolly. Yeah. Dolly she's is a Dolly. Songwriter. I mean, she is just a storyteller, right, Billy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. A song comes from the heart. That's right. good. Right. versus it pre-made or whatever I call it. You know, it's a, right. a good song is just a good hook and put some words in and make it a good song. Right. A meaningful song, a I meaningful should say. A meaningful song, yeah, that's it. Well, it's funny, too, not to veer off completely on Dolly Parton, but it feels like she's worked so hard to sort of look not like a genius, maybe. But she really is, right? Like, she's a musical genius, even though she's spent a lot of money on prosthetic breasts. Yeah. Well, and, she, you know, she said... Uh, uh, that it, it it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> and that's a dolly line. But I think to Billy's point, and obviously I've never had the pleasure of meeting Miss Barton, but uh, I think you would just find a genuine person in spite so. of all that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Ray Charles before when we were recording for WBON. I heard uh, no less than Fra Frank Sinatra say that Ray Charles was the only musical genius he ever met in his life. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. pretty high praise, wow. right? Wow. That's that's cool. He was incredible. Very cool. And did that country thing smoothly. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? He yeah, just yeah. veered into the country world and just killed it. Yeah, man, it's uh <laughs> there's both rock roll and rock and roll and rock country. And roll. <laughs> uh there's a lot of uh music out there and stuff, but I like the good uh I guess a good story song. I do too. You know, that I Absolutely. can relate to. I do too, Billy. You'll hear people say, oh, I don't really pay attention to lyrics. Wow, really? Okay. Isn't that silly? Yeah. So yeah. if you're not getting paid, do you have an artist or you know a few artists that are like, yeah, these are my go-to that when I'm listening for fun, who you want to listen to? Tower of Power. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. You know, just horn bands. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Watercolors. Yeah. Dave Cause. Yeah. Dave Cause. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it just takes me away from my element, and I can sit there. I've, I've done that. that driving back and forth to Nashville several times. Right. You know, put it on watercolor, and there's Dave Cause. Mm-hmm. There's no singing. <laughs> there's no singing. It's just good, clean picking, and occasionally there's singing, though. But I'm just saying it's it's that's what gets me going. Sure. How about Ricky Skaggs, local boy? Do you know Ricky? Uh, we toured, Exile toured with Ricky years ago. Boy, that's another talented good dude. Oh, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Goodness man. gracious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Ricky, uh, Tricky Ricky. That's Tricky Ricky. That's what they called him years ago. And uh, Keith Whitley. Did you get to meet oh, him before? Oh, man, yeah, I got to meet Keith. And Talk he about was a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Songwriter oh, and just an all-out good, and what a singer. Yeah. What a singer, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. I, would I mean, agree. a couple of my friends played, uh, Lou Toomey played guitar with him and uh, a couple other guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, yes. Um, right. I, 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 his name has escaped me, but I know who you're talking about, yeah. And another guy that, you know, obviously Keith felt a lot of the world's pain. Yeah, yeah, man. I I don't know. You learn so much being out on the road and stuff. You, Myself, I just want to make the right decision and not make anybody mad at me and give off good vibes. And good for you. I mean, it sounds like you've taken a lot of pride over your career of being, you know, positive and a role model in the, you know, staying away from things that are going to kind of mm-hmm. harm you. And, mm-hmm. and good for you for being able to, you know, to, to make and those a family decisions. Uh, yeah. A gentleman who wants to be home. Yeah. He, uh, Billy told me when we were chatting a little bit off air that I said, like, if you did uh, two nights with Eric, would you stay in Lexington? He said, man, I had a room paid for and I'd come back home. And that's that's no, commendable. Family is priority to me. My wife and I have been married 34 years and I wouldn't take nothing for her. We'd beat all odds. Me that's being true. on the road, her being at home. Right. Us not turning to other things to interrupt our life and stuff. No, my family means everything to me. Very... And we're all tight. We love yeah, each other. We, there's not a day goes by we don't tell each other we love each other. No, they got to be music lovers, right? As oh, yeah. They, is, see, they yeah. get cheated. I've been out working, and I don't want to listen to no music when I come home. Get Put your, <laughs> put your buds in your ear and go on ahead and listen to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny. I guess Tiger Woods doesn't want to watch golf when he's home. But he, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael, right. Michael Phelps used to work out to Eric Church's music. Oh, no kidding. Really? Yeah, yeah the, the Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, the swimmer. He and I mean, Eric got to meet all kinds of people sure. like that, and because they were just cool people. And right. Eric was cool. They were cool, and they just blended together, and they're best buddies and stuff. You yeah. Know, that's you learn a, a lot of stuff off the road. You you miss while you're on the road. You miss your home. When you're at home, you're thinking about what you can do to make the road better and easier for yourself. Yeah. You know so. You ever have anything crazy happen during a show, like any type of in-show incident? The power goes out, or you know, somebody falls off stage? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, yes, we've had we've had several things like that happen. Five alarm fire at that point. No, huh? we we always fix it. The crew fixes it, and let's go on. Okay. Well, you know that's the way it was. We fixed it. We were, we didn't want to, not that it, we, we didn't want to come back to do another show. We were there. Let's do the show today and move sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever the crew had to do, the crew fixed it. Mm, yeah. yeah. So. Crew is a very important element to to making all these concerts and everything go. Probably probably appreciated more by the band and the artists than the fans. The fans don't really. The crew just don't get enough. No. Recognition. The linemen on the football team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Offensive line. Offensive line. That's that's a good. Exactly. You know, uh, and and that's starting to change because now 
CMA has created this year about uh, crew of the year, oh, which really? is which is way cool. Oh, yeah. way you know cool, what yeah. I mean. And they're they're getting to where they have different element or different parts of the, like a guitar tech, uh, you know, backline guy. They're they're having they're being more detailed about people's jobs and stuff, and it's it's good for the crew to get recognition. Well, you said a crew is roughly twelve. Can you briefly? You know, hit us with the twelve. Well, you got your monitor guy, your lighting guy, uh, your front house guy, and each of those have a tech. So right. that's six right okay. off the bat. Gotcha. Then you got your stage manager, your um, road manager, road manager, it, yeah. production manager. Production There's managers manager. for days. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is a lot, you know. And now, tell me about guitar techs, Billy. These are accomplished guitar players that are. Mm. If you're going to tune Eric Church's guitar and it needs to be ready for him when he takes the stage, you know what you're doing. Well, an artist when they get a tech like that, they keep them. Yes. Because yes. the tech is feeling the same thing that the star's feeling. Gotcha. So speak. Mike uh, M J Saygraves used to play uh, guitar for. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus back in the day. Oh, right. He's Eric Church's guitar oh, tech, okay. personal guitar tech. Yeah. Everywhere Eric goes to play a show, MJ's there. Wow. You know, Eric can go do acoustic show, and if and if it's one song, Eric can probably handle it. But if it's more than one song or whatever, MJ's always there. So when he hands that guitar off, you can bet that it's in tune. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And it, it, the crew is is just unbelievable. And then you got the guys up there listening to the buds. Everybody that's standing up there has their own mix, so you got to make their mix. I want mine guitar heavy. Well, I want mine keyboard heavy. Mm. You know, and and it's it's a big job to keep up with. But it's it's all a learning curve and think. repetitions. You know, doing it. Well, Bill, you've been extremely generous with your time. That's it's been just great. been a blast chatting with you, and, and couldn't be more excited to know a fellow paint lickian is going into the, <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Which is so cool. Um, I won't uh, and Ray if you've got anything else but I know I was just going to say having grown up in New Jersey I've got a nephew whose favorite artist I mean you're up there in the northeast is Eric Church his favorite artist my nephew Kyle absolutely loves Eric yeah so that reach is is, it's not just the country yeah it's not just regional yeah right that's cool. So, Billy, uh, before we let you get to your day, anything else that we didn't hit on that you'd like to add or anything you want to say? Uh, no, I'm just blessed to be a part of Kentucky. Well, we're blessed to have you in studio today. Oh, Billy, man. we thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you so much Thanks, for your Billy. time. Yeah, it was great. Very good. Who's that? Yeah, that's fine. Wait, here we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Test, test. All right, we're, we're back. Um, walked Mr. Moore out. That was a lot of fun. Man, that was great. He's just a great guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a blast. And as you might imagine, we were privy to a story or two off the air that we don't tell on. And, and we do that here. I mean, there's some things like, you know, that you just don't say everything. Right. And if you sponsor the show, we'll tell you secretly. So yeah, if you, you send go. us some money, we will individually <laughs> tell you all the real wild stories. You know, one of those stories about an artist who might be, you know, not all they're cracked up to be. Yeah. But super nice guy, uh, right here in Paint Lick, and just couldn't be, you know, I'm the type of person, and and I guess some people are jealous, but I couldn't be happier for people who succeed. Like, sure. especially sure, when sure. they're really when they're nice humble. and local, yeah. and oh, man, just couldn't Absolutely. be happier for somebody like yeah, that. No. To, I mean, what's there to begrudge? I mean, good gracious. Completely agree. Yeah, just a nice fella. Yeah. With some, with a, quite a career, really. Yeah, most definitely. What an ear he must have, huh? Oh, it'd be cool to have that ear yeah, for a day. It may it be would. hard to listen to music, though, so it may not be I, uh, necessarily. I just don't. I, I love music and I love the lyrics, and I, you know, I, I can hear a little bit, but even my late uh, brother in law, Vince, here, you know, you hear that guitar in the back there? No, man, I don't. You know, 
Yeah. So, pretty fascinating guy. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thank you, Billy. Yeah, thank you very much. So I just had dental work just before I came. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's always fun. So, As in like a filling or something? Yeah, just a, yeah, just a filling, but I have not been to the dentist in probably two years. So oh, lucky it's, for you. So always get back. And, and then they said, I've got another appointment coming up in a month, too. So Who's your dentist? Uh, well, I don't want to say it. Um, local, local, yeah. Today's family. I used. Uh, I yeah. I because I kid my dentist. I've paid for many a trip for him. Son of a gun. <laughs> I've had more freaking dental work. It just sucks. Yeah. And I still need more. Yeah. Just had an implant done, which was right at three grand, Tristan. Oh man, That's for no a. Fun. Tooth. Well, what do you think of filling costs these days? I have no filling. I have oh, no dental insurance sure in my Sure, it's not cheap. A I couple mean, hundred bucks? Uh, more. Uh, was it more? Three fifty. Three fifty for a filling. Wow. One filling. I was wow. Like, man, That's I was a lot. Yeah. And like you, I was thinking eh, two hundred bucks ish. Yeah. But, so yeah, it was definitely a little, little extra close to the holidays that I liked. Yeah, dental not. insurance is terrible. Yeah, apparently so. What else you got? We got, what, 10 minutes to kill? Yeah, if that. Yeah, just, um, and I threw together no comedy, and uh, I just thought, you know, Billy doesn't want to hear my comedy at the end of end of his episode, so we'll, and you know, I didn't. He would have politely laughed like I do. <laughs> if only, if you'd politely <laughs> laugh, it would sound better. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't curse for this episode? That was kind of nice. No. It was no a nice family-friendly episode that yes. we can share with the family. Yes. So nice, yeah, very it's, it's nice. Quite yeah, the we, change. See, proving you don't have to curse, you bastard. Well, well, we had what? We had like the first dozen episodes without cursing. We did. So we, we did. could do it, which is always a story worth revisiting. We did. It's, it was great. We we um, we just opted. I think it was maybe in deference to Troy, and we didn't know Troy yet. And you know, you're doing this show. We each had a radio background, which you know, I've you know, I use salty language and, but the microphone was always a gatekeeper. Okay. We can do that. And then a couple of people, specifically my brother listened and we're like, why don't you guys ever curse? Ah, you know, just different reasons. Ah, yeah, but you're chatting, you're talking in the backyard. You're going to be cursing. I told that to Drizzen and it was all right. I I'm really in. like that. I'm in. You know, and again, I, I think I always say it when you tell that story, but there is just, and it may be the vast, the much bigger part of me, but I'll, for the sake of my self-esteem, I'll say this very small white trash part of me that never gets to come out, you know, because, you know, you're professional all day and then you go home to a wife that doesn't want to hear me, you know, walk around right. salty language. Right. So right. there's this part of me that just, again, small part of this super white trash person that uh, that I am that wants to come out sometimes. And this was a, the perfect vehicle for that. You know, that's interesting. If you think about it, everything has gotten um, and, and that um, I don't know if we can do it justice on the air. See, see what I do there, Trish? I actually don't just interrupt others. I interrupt myself. But you <laughs> you had sent me that um, and it's it's British. So it might be hard to play, but it's what's wrong with the world today. And it's this kid trying to take a picture. And it's a group of like eight people and uh, they're all English. So sometimes you miss a little bit of the accent. But, you know, he offends everyone. One of them when he says cheese one of them says i'm a vegan and on and on and on like yeah. that but with everything that's changed for the betterment if you will of society the political correctness trying to make people feel inclusive language has gotten worse like when i was a kid the f-bomb really wasn't heard that much i'm sure my dad was bowling with his buddies they probably used it but in front of the kids you would never use it i never swore in my house you know that was taboo now my god i think of the way language is spoken in my house with my kids and i don't think i'm alone in that like my kids would th say things to me that i couldn't have dreamed of saying to my dad so right. that aspect has changed while everything else is tightened up if, if you follow my point there yeah no no it's it's fascinating and even 
the media does a little bit of this, but I'm kind of fascinated with sort of some of the language that people will put on their bumper stickers oh and my God, some of the things man. on cars. And I just think to myself, absolutely, I don't have children, oh but God, that would. What did this this kid had a shirt? I see if I can think. What the hell was it, Tristan? Because I, I didn't approach him, <laughs> but he had this shirt. It was a gl- line from a movie. Because I commented, I said, "Did you see that kid's shirt?" God, I can't think of it. That's bad. That's I was going to say bad radio, but it was just way imagine whatever is just terribly offensive it'll come to me when i leave here but he's wearing this on his shirt it's you know to your point it's like wow where did this stuff come from you never saw I'm that not a fan of that and, and i'm not the, the most conservative person in the world no i am not either stuff like you don't want your mother and your children and your wife walking around with you know there was a dodge truck i saw that it was um Dodge the father, ram the daughter for Dodge Ram trucks. There you go. Right. And that was in dodge public. Dodge the father, ram dodge the daughter. Dodge the daughter. Yeah, dodge the father, ram the daughter. And then I saw one that was advertised to me on Facebook the other day. And, it, you know, you've seen the American flag on the shoulder shirts, which is kind of like a certain group of guys. They all wear like the American yeah. flag arm shirts. And it said, um, Dad in the streets, Daddy in the sheets. Now, you're going to go pick your child up at school with a dad in the streets, daddy in the sheets. And this is, I don't want to say it's the norm. I think most people are a little classy, even for that. But you do see it enough that you're like, these fucking people exist. I mean, this kid was at the front counter. Oh, I said the F-bomb. Troy, take out the F-bomb. We almost had a clean episode. Now, this wasn't the shirt, but it was similar to this because we did have a guy, and actually Lucas asked him to remove his shirt or cover it up. And it was, uh, the shirt said, silly faggot, dicks are for chicks. I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, that's... And you wear that in public? Like, you find that to be okay, this guy did? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, think what you want. Like, it's America, but give me a break. You don't want five-year-olds reading that. Tell your boobs to stop staring at my eyes. I mean, that's kind of funny, but still, I wouldn't wear it. Tell your boobs to stop staring at my eyes. children there. Yeah, right. Come on. Right. No, that's rough. Yeah. And you just see that stuff all the time. So that moral decay in society, and I don't know that there's a blame for it, just the uh, complete access to knowledge and information, and these shirts are being made, and you know, there's always an idiot that's going to say, okay. Well, I think you just used a good word. That's just classless. That's kind of a lack of class. I mean, just have a little bit of fucking self-respect, a little bit of self-awareness. You know, you're going into a public place right. with a shirt that says, silly faggot, dicks are for chicks, really? Horrible. Who's... You know, who's that appeal to? Like, right. Who's it appeals? The- oh, hey, that's great. Uh, uh, I, I hate faggots just like you do. We could be friends. Like, exactly. Nice, man. Yeah. Real, real classy. Yeah, that's pretty classless, right? Yeah. So. so do you feel obligated to tell people like, man, come on. Now, I'm the general manager of the bowling alley. I had every uh, yeah, right to tell that you? kid. Yeah. Yes. Take it off. No, I'm certainly I, like in public. I'm sure I, that's an eye roll for me. Like, you know, that's what I was Jesus just about Christ. to say. It's like, more of an eye roll. Like, that's more on you than it is on me. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I've just found too. And you hear it a lot with salty language. Like, you're out with your family, or you know, trying to have a meal, and the person in the next table's that motherfucker, yada oh, yada God. yada, and you're just like, we are in public trying to have a meal, and like, I'm probably unless it was really excessive, I'm not going to say anything because you would have to fight those battles every week or two, right? And, and it's not worth it. Even with leaving the language or the, uh, uh, you know, terrible saying on the shirt aside, I always say cell phone, cell phones went from being nowhere to being 
ubiquitous. Exactly. It's our favorite show. You got to call one of the episodes the ubiquitous episode. Ooh, I'd have to learn to spell it. I'm just, now, <laughs> that's, just a, that's a I'm tough just one. Don't ask concepts. me either. Don't ask. That's a, that would be a good spelling. Fair thing. enough. But there's been no cell phone etiquette, and you'll get these people on their cell phone in any number of public places. And I am so aware of that. Like, I'll just if somebody calls me public play, let me call you back, or or you're or you're in the waiting room of the doctor's office, let me step into the hall, whatever, whatever. These fucking people there, I don't care. I don't care about your conversation. I don't know if you you know if right. you're doing it for effect or whatever. But just shut the fuck up, <laughs> right? I mean, how I often agree. do you run into that? Yeah. Around their cell phone. Really? That's, yeah. You know. Well, and, and here's my thing, and maybe this is, I'm trying to, to, you know, make myself sound better when I don't deserve that. But, you know, I constantly, my phone constantly rings for work. And I've been, I'm in the position, and I'm so conscious of it that I'm very apologetic. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to take this for a minute. Like, you yeah, know, again, if cool. I'm che- in the line at Walmart sure. or whatever. Sure, sure. But yeah, so like, I'm very aware of that. Like, and I know how that looks, you know, when somebody's doing that. So. Now, we're both in agreement that our wives don't listen to these shows. So, <laughs> one trillion percent. Patty has now picked up this not great habit of putting most calls on speakerphone. Largely, it's her mom. And it's like, honey, and, and often that happens in the car or, you know, you're driving and you got the Bluetooth. So it's like, ah. Just talk to your mom. I don't need to hear every word. But if she she would, hopefully she won't listen to this episode. She'd be like, you asshole. <laughs> but, you know, I'm in the shower and I just, and you know, it doesn't sound good. The phones suck. Yeah. It's funny how technology advances, but phones sound like transistor radios from the 50s. They're tinny and That's they're, true. you know, they don't sound good, right? So yeah. you're hearing this, uh, it's like, anyway, just a pet peeve, I reckon. <laughs> You do develop those over a, over a marriage, right? Like, you know, every you two years, my wife... Well, I like, have. my I don't do anything that my wife could have <laughs> any pet peeves over, so, you know. Yeah, like my wife just like every two years will just say, can you just not say that phrase anymore? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not oh, going to oh, not God. use a term or like... There not- are... So, oh, well, I do. I, I, I do this thing. <laughs> and I tell her I picked it up from her dad, which pisses her off more. <laughs> but she'll say something, I'll just go, no! And she just, no, and she just fucking hates it. So then I do it more. Or she'll just start to, no. And it's like, you asshole, if you do that again, I'm getting out of this car. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, oh, man. A happy note to end on, Ray. And uh, I guess we might as well close her up. Thank Yeah, thanks buddy. again, Billy. Yeah. Thank you so much. I don't much know where the show on. went after Billy. It was a great show yeah, with Yeah, we, we really should just cut the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It would be much cleaner and less of our nonsense and hopefully uh, uh, billy just turns it right off after he leaves yes, yes I'll, I'll text him to say that the language gets bad and we just turn into like white trash hillbillies oh, as Lord. soon as he leaves but uh, yeah so thanks uh, thanks so much billy and and thank our sponsors we do epoxy uh tony thank you so much and we will get you on yeah, we just had like absolutely. three people lined up uh when you'd mentioned that so right we got to always bring you back because we need to argue with our friends yes uh dad's flooring with Right here in the Dad's Flooring Studios. Yes, sir. And I wonder if we'll stay or if we'll go to the new Dad's Flooring Studios mm. when they open in the Duber, at the Berea Pond location. Right. I'm the only person that was able to sort of cost myself two podcast sponsors by helping the podcast sponsors find new locations. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Five-fifth studio now, I think we're on. That's it. Yeah. So Troy from Porch Studios could not do without you. And uh, Nate with Stove Leg Media, of course. Guys, we just appreciate you all so much. And thanks for tuning in. And uh, both of our fans, you guys mean the world to us. <laughs> Neither <laughs> of which are our wives. That's definitely not. So leave a review. We'd appreciate it. Take care. Have a great thanks. week, Ray. Thanks.